Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, live in Los Angeles on a Tuesday jam-packed great show. Heard hierarchy in an hour. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, one-hour Herd hierarchy. A lot of good NFC teams. The NFC, which we thought coming into the season, maybe Philly, maybe San Francisco, we may have more NFC teams than AFC teams. Jeez. I think the AFC at the top has been a little shaky. Boy, coming in hot on a Tuesday. I what? Am. NFC? So Jeez. last night was bad TV, right? That's what you suspect. Oh. And, and it, it's hard. The Giants are terrible. So I thought a lot about, <laughs> instead of just banging on people, we're here to solve issues. So let's solve this Giants mess. They're bad. The O-line's bad. Uh, Saquon's hurt again. Daniel Jones is overpaid and pretty mediocre. All right. We know that. I could spend the next 15 minutes banging on everybody. We know that. What do you do? Well, here's the silver lining. Bad means a better draft pick, and it's the best college quarterback draft class I've ever seen. I would draft another quarterback. I'll get to what you do with Daniel Jones in a minute. Now, you could also move down in the draft you know, quarterbacks are gold bars. If you end up with a six-worst record, and if you look at your schedule, that's where you could be, you could absolutely move back, get seconds, thirds, fourths, whatevs. A lot of teams may do that at the top. But this roster, receiving group, offensive line, quarterback, this ain't it. Okay, so 
And here's why I would draft another quarterback. And it sounds radical. And again, I'll get into the Daniel Jones component later. There's at least eight teams. I count eight teams in the NFC. Now, the AFC is a much better quarterback conference, and the New York Giants have Super Bowls. The goal here, you're not the Mets, you're the Yankees, right? You don't put up wild card pennants. You're the Giants. You want to win a Super Bowl. So the AFC is a much better quarterback conference than the NFC, and I counted this morning eight NFC teams that have a better quarterback. Philly, Dallas, Arizona Rams, Minnesota, Detroit, San Francisco, Seattle Saints. That's nine. So... Brock Purdy, I don't know if you include him. It's a small sample size, but to this point, he's absolutely better than Daniel Jones. So that's nine. We'll put in San Francisco. You know, you say, what about Geno Smith? I don't know. Last two years, I look at the numbers. He's better than Daniel Jones. And then you also have three other teams just in the NFC that are likely to draft quarterbacks in the first round, and they're all better prospects than Daniel Jones. Bears, Atlanta, Tampa. And they'll have a four-year runway minimum to load up on free agents. So nine plus three is 12. There's 16 teams in the NFC. They either have more cap space and a more talented quarterback prospect or about the same cap space and a better quarterback. That's in the weaker conference. This ain't it. You got to take a radical swing. And I don't think, I don't think it's radical. Folks, Brian Dable can't solve this. Like in Buffalo, he went there and every year Josh Allen got better because Josh Allen had an enormous ceiling. He made Daniel Jones better. He didn't make him great. He didn't make him very good. He made him better. Better is probably what he is. So if Dable can't solve this and he's considered a top six or seven offensive guy in this league, an offensive guy can't solve it. So there's always, now we get to the Daniel Jones part. Listen, there's always desperate NFL teams. Remember, Daniel Jones is big. They say he's smart and he's athletic. And you can get out of the contract in 2025. You can absolutely move Daniel Jones. You may not get what you want. You got to, you, you, you reached for him at a number six pick in the first round. Maybe you only get a third or a fourth rounder. But the Niners moved Trey Lance. You don't think the Giants can move a guy that made the quarter that made the playoffs last year? He made the playoffs last year. You can move Daniel Jones. And all the top five prospects this year are considered better prospects than Daniel Jones was. So if you're in a league and you have the 20 to 23rd best quarterback, and now he's expensive, the good news is the quarterback draft class is really strong. You can move him, get out of that contract, but this isn't working. I could spend all today banging on the O-line and banging on the receivers and banging on Daniel Jones. I like some of the defense. It's not working. And your standard for the New York Giants isn't putting up wild card banners. Parcells, Coughlin, Eli, Phil Sims, Strahan, Lawrence Taylor, way, way, way up there. A better history than all about of all of about five teams in the NFL. Okay, you're not the Jags here. You're not the Falcons here. You're not the Bears here. Bears are still celebrating one championship team thirty plus years ago. It's not who you are. Here was Daniel Jones after. I mean, obviously, I didn't didn't play well enough. It was uh, unacceptable, and uh, I let the team down. So I've got to. 
I've got to uh, fix it. I got to work hard to to uh, get it right, and I'm going to do that. Well, my play wasn't wasn't good enough. I know that, and that's what I'm focused on. Listen, I feel kind of bad for him. He didn't draft himself at six. He didn't give himself the bag. He didn't build this offensive line. He didn't hire Gettleman. I, you know, I can feel sympathy for what Justin Fields is going through. I can feel sympathy for what Daniel Jones is going to through. But this is this isn't working. So let's let's take a swing that may be viewed as radical. No, it's not. Arizona moved off the quarterback, got Kyler Murray. It's not that radical. It's not that radical at all. People do it all the time. All right, so what do we make of the Seahawks? I'm not sure how great Geno Smith is. I mean, they got 13 first downs and averaged six yards a pass. Barely had the football 24 minutes. How good is Geno Smith? I don't know. But Seattle has smartly built a roster that is not Geno Smith dependent. I mean, they already had a good young running back. And yet in the second round this year, they went and got another running back. They already had Lockett, DK Metcalf at receiver. And yet in the first round, they went and got another receiver. Pete Carroll's been in Seattle, what, 14 years? This is the fourth version of his Seahawks. Most coaches, good coaches, struggle to pivot once or twice. He's pivoted four times. There was the 7-9, 7-9 pre-Russell Wilson Seahawks. For the record, one of those teams got into the playoffs and won a playoff game. That was the weakest version. Then there was, uh-oh, Legion of Boom, Russell in his prime, two Super Bowl appearances. Then there was the defense is aging. Guys get banged up. Let's let Russ cook. This is still a pretty consistent playoff team. And then there's this version. We don't have a star quarterback, but we got away from the big paycheck. We got draft capital for Geno Smith. Let's get young, hit on some draft picks, rebuild the defense. And oh, by the way, this version, all four have made the playoffs with Pete. The pre-Russ... Russ in his prime, let Russ cook, and see you, Russ. They've all made the playoffs. Pete Carroll knows how to coach. I was very hard on him during the last few years of Russ and Pete Carroll. I was clearly wrong. He saw things with Russ declining that worried him. But in all four versions of Pete Carroll's Seahawks, they've all made the playoffs. That is remarkable. I mean, literally, Belichick can't pivot off Brady. The greatest coach ever. Can't make a second pivot. Can't make a second one. Pete's on his fourth. And Pete, interesting. Because Pete's always been viewed. I've had GMs and coaches say this. He's quirky. He's West Coast. He's unique. Whatever it is, here's what I know is true. Pete is great with young players. He and Jimmy Johnson were great with young players and great understanding personnel and the strengths and the weaknesses of those players. Now, Pete can struggle sometimes with older players who, you know, get entitled. They've heard the stories before from Pete. But Pete and Jimmy Johnson are on a very short list. All time. Were the best college coach when they were in it and a top one or two coach in the NFL when they were in it. That, that is rarefied air. And so I thought Pete was too tough on Russ. Should have let Russ cook. And the truth is, Russ simmering was probably better than Russ cooking. In the end, four different versions of Pete Seahawks, all four, have made the playoffs. And this team, they're just kids. This isn't even the best version of this version, Pete after.
Oh, we had so much fun tonight. Golly, that was fun playing football. It just re reminds us that we're just getting started. We're just getting going. We're just putting it together. And, and a night like this for our defense to be able to play that, that explosively in three turnovers and whatever, double-digit sacks. So we're not a finished product. We're just getting rolling. And uh, it's really exciting to be able to tell you that um, because it feels like it. How about this? Huskies, Seahawks win the national championship Super Bowl? <laughs> when you're from the Northwest... We've had very few years when everything clicks. They took our Sonics. You know what I mean? The Mariners are mostly down. The Huskies are the best offense in the country. And Seattle is something. I don't know exactly what. But they're young. They're getting better every weekend. They already won in Detroit. They won in the East Coast. Just saying. Four pivots. Each one has been a playoff team. Each one has won playoff games, right? Isn't that hard? No, they, they didn't. Did we win a playoff game last year? I don't think they did. No, they, they didn't. They, so this version hasn't won a playoff game yet. Pretty good. The ineptitude of the New York Giants, who look like arguably the worst team in football because they can't protect their quarterback. They have no offensive players that scare you. And Daniel Jones, Colin. Oh, my gosh. This, are you sure Seattle looked that good last night? Well, yeah. I, I think okay. there's – I think, first of all, Devon Witherspoon – that first yeah, pick in the first round, uh, they have a star. They have done a really good job in the last two drafts to just, I mean, it's really hard to go four for four in a draft. Two years ago, they went five for five. This draft mm -hmm. looks like another home run draft. It is amazing in the NFL. It's the, it's the league of hope. And we both love the NBA. But, you know, if you, let's face it, Denver's going to be good for four or five years. Um, but you can get the wrong stars. You can get tied to contracts. You have to spend money on somebody. There's injuries. Baseball, half the league can't compete financially. But in football, it's amazing what a five-for-five five draft can do, like hitting on five guys. Seattle is now back-to-back. -back. If you look at their top eight, nine picks, they've hit on virtually all of them, some of them stars, most of them competent, all starters. Yeah. Like, it's amazing you know, it reminds me of the early Seattle days when Pete came out of college and they started hitting home runs in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Right. Like, this team has got dudes, and they're not paying 90% of these guys that are their best player. DK Metcalf's getting paid. Lockett is. But most of their best players, they're like in year one, two, and three. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting up. roster. Hey, humor me for a second and rank the quarterbacks in the NFC East. Just, just humor me for a second. Well, Jalen Hurts won. Yeah. Dak, too. Okay. I'd um, <laughs> like my lawyer to take over from here. I, I do think Daniel Jones is third. Above Sam Howell. Well, Sam Howell has a little better, well, I shouldn't say better protection. <laughs> okay. I would say you're, you're, Sam Howell's inexpensive, and that has value, but Daniel Jones is more talented. You see what Sam Howell just did to the Eagles? Well, and, I know. I mean, I, that, I know. that was an impressive performance. The week before against Buffalo, he got oh, sacked nine Buffalo's times. Buffalo's elite. Daniel's bigger, faster. He's a bigger kid, faster. He was. I think Daniel's more talented. He's not in a great situation. But I will say, Sam Hill's got. Sam Howell's got something. I, I don't know if you build around him. It's like I say about Josh Dobbs, Arizona. There's something there. You can win games with him. I mean, Sam Howell's a gamer. Josh Dobbs can make plays. By, by the way, Josh Dobbs should have been the Cleveland backup starting this past weekend, not DTR. No, I know. How's Cleveland let go of Josh Dobbs? There's a lot of quarterbacks that I think are capable of winning a game. I just don't want to build the franchise around them. Or That's, give them 160 million. Well, yeah, that wasn't great. That was I would not have done that. I didn't like the pick, and I didn't like the, the bag. So, be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is heard H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code heard H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-367. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There was a lot of debate. I thought Denver would double their win total. I did not pick them to make the playoffs, but I thought they were the most improved team going in. That's not the case. So Stat Muse came out yesterday. Russell Wilson this season actually has more passing touchdowns than Mahomes, Burrow, and Herbert. He does. He has more passing yards than Dak, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. He does. He's got less interceptions than Tua, Jared Goff, and Josh Allen. Facts. Now, what does it prove? It proves two things. He's not washed. That was stupid. He didn't go from 104 passer rating to terrible without a major injury. Dumb people thought that. He's not washed. And it also proves Nathaniel Hackett was the issue with the offense. It proves those two things. Every reasonable person I talked to in the NFL knew that. But Russ is also part of an issue going forward. He's 34 years old. He is not a top 6-7 quarterback in this league. He's not. And he's going to be paid like it for the next five years starting next year. So that is the Russell issue. He is aged. He is not washed. But that five-year deal is a major cap hit, and it begins next year, and he's 34. He does not have the juice 
that he had in previous seasons. So the expectations, and that's a key word here. When you brought Russell to Denver, the expectations were Russ is moving to Denver. Let the magic begin toe-to-toe with Mahomes. Herbert, Lamar, Josh Allen, toe-to-toe. That was the expectation. Let the magic begin. You were hoping for like David Blaine magic, like people are levitating. This is more of like rabbit out of a hat magic. I mean, it's magic, but you wouldn't give it a TV special. It, but it is magic. And so that's the issue. Expectations. Yes, Nathaniel Hackett is not a head coach. That's been proven. We can put the stat muse up again. That's been proven. It was a Nathaniel Hackett issue. Doesn't look like the Jets offense brings much to the table now, does it? Oh, by the way, Aaron got hurt on a play that he did not want called by his buddy Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett's not a head coach. I'm not sure he's a good offensive coordinator. Won't make that call yet. But it was a Hackett issue. Everybody knew that. And Russell's not washed. Everybody knew that. That's reasonable. Russell Wilson is a more than capable quarterback in this league who's smart, moves better than average, not a great pocket quarterback, but can make throws. He's capable and then some. But Sean Payton didn't come here for capable. You can't be capable and a shadow of what you were about four years ago and make $58 million a year. And so if you look at the Broncos' schedule, this was the easy part. Vegas, Washington, Chicago, the Jets now come to town. And the Jets went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Kansas City twice. Green Bay at Buffalo, Cleveland. So I think a lot of people in Denver are like, we've got the offense solved. Well, you've got the offense right. Whether it's solved or not, based on expectations two years ago, not really. But it's not your biggest issue. But this was the easy part of the schedule. And if you look going forward... Let's say they beat the Jets, lose to Kansas City, beat Green Bay, lose to Kansas City, Buffalo. You think Russell and Sean aren't having hard conversations? So expectations are really the key to happiness and relationships. What's reasonable? You pay $58 million, $48 million, $55 million bucks. You got to get a guy that can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and Herbert and Lawrence and Lamar and Josh and Burrow and... That's what they paid for. He's not washed. That's silly. And it was Hackett. That's obvious. But that's where we are right now. We can point fingers, but this was the easy part of the schedule, right? Sam Howell, Justin Fields. Now this week, you you don't have to face Aaron Rodgers. You get Zach Wilson. Go look at the line on that thing. It's a coin flip game. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Buffalo Bills had a very interesting end of the season. Embarrassing loss to Cincinnati at home. Struggled with Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. Uh, and then had the Stephon Diggs-Josh Allen drama. Uh, and so they had to course correct. So to win a Super Bowl, it takes production and talent. We know that. But it also takes some timing and breaks. Buffalo's getting breaks in the NFC, AFC. So Joe Burrow's hurt again. Cincinnati's a bit of a mess. Kansas City's offense has scored 20 against Detroit, 23 against the Jets, and 17 against the Jags. They don't have receivers that separate. The Jets, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Denver, 
What happened to the defense? No idea. Regressed badly. Chargers, they teeter on near disaster fourth quarter of every game they play. The Jags, I don't know what it is exactly, but they don't feel right. Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett's hurt. He's regressed. And the Ravens, they've got injuries. Always dangerous with Lamar, but once again, they've got injuries. So, oh, by the way, there's Miami, but Miami has a problem. It's called Josh Allen. They just don't have the players to stop him. He literally owns the franchise. He's like a 25, 30% owner of the franchise now. Josh Allen doesn't know he owns it, but he actually does. So they've gotten a bit of a break here. They either match up really well with teams or the surging Chargers and the surging Jags don't feel right. The powerhouse Titans don't have quite enough speed and power. Uh, Cincinnati, yeah, they do have power, not enough speed. And Cincinnati's come down. And now we're starting to see uh, the issue with trading Tyreek Hill did not show itself last year because they had Juju Smith-Schuster and others. Now they look pretty below average at wide receiver. So they have either in Buffalo solved or mitigated their problems. Uh, Von Miller's coming back. Uh, the Stephon Diggs-Josh Allen drama has evaporated. Uh, Leslie Frazier left. We thought that was weird because it was weird. Hasn't been a problem. And the run game and the tight end production is clearly better. Kincaid's a stud. The kid they got out of Utah, he's a stud. So windows in the NFL close very quickly, but it looks like Buffalo's was closing and it is quickly reopened due to their evolution them coming to terms with what they weren't, them solving some Stephon Diggs, Leslie Frazier issues, and frankly, others declining. So it does feel like it was kind of closing. It's reopened. It's not just your talent. You know, planes go head-to-head. -head. They go faster when they're both headed to each other. So it's the decline of the AFC quickly and the emergence and solving of problems, and suddenly Buffalo looks dominant again. And to J-Mac's point, the matchup this week could be another blowout so I think this is interesting so I was sitting and looking at the NFL standings this morning I'm the staff makes fun of me I know they do they don't tell me they do because I always want the standings because it jars topics and so I looked at the standings this morning we're a we're a month in we don't know everything but you can tell who's really good and who's really bad there's a lot of stuff in the middle probably 24 23 teams in the middle but there are six to me bad teams in the league they just have too many issues they're not very good teams Bears, Giants, Falcons, Panthers, Arizona Raiders. Could be a coach, could be an O-line, could be a quarterback. They're just not very good teams. That's the bottom of the league. There's another like four or five teams, whatever. I'm going to wait a few weeks because they got something. Cincinnati's got Burrow. Russell Wilson and Peyton have kind of figured it out. The Jets' defense is great. Uh, Belichick's Belichick. And Tampa, Baker's playing his butt off, and they have good personnel. So those teams could be bad. They could dovetail. But right now, I'm not going to say they're bad teams. They're competitive. But I would tell you, outside of Arizona, outside of Arizona and Cincinnati, all those teams would draft Caleb Williams if they had the number one pick. Arizona probably doesn't with Kyler, and the Cincinnati Bengals don't. They're not going to get rid of the Ohio kid, even if he's hurt. And Caleb Williams and his dad know that. Now, I've been told he played for the Raiders, but do not be surprised if he pushed backs on Chicago the Jets or the Giants, and Arizona. Don't be surprised if he pushes back. College football players are empowered now. 
First stage, they skip bowl games. Second stage, transfer portal explosion. Third stage, NIL money avalanche. There is a fourth stage, and that is dominant transformational quarterbacks pushing back. You were outraged when they skipped bowls. I'll never watch college football again. Shut up. Ratings are an all-time high. This transfer portal's ruining everything. I'm not watching with the NIL if players are making millions. It might as well be pro football. I'm not watching. Shut up. Ratings are an all-time 10-year high. You'll watch if your team's good. I don't want to hear you whine about it. We've had three stages of player empowerment. Skipping bowl games, transfer portal explosion, NIL money avalanche. Bruh, that's not the final stage. The final stage, and it's about time, where a transformational Caleb Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, like John Elway, Eli Manning says, I'm not playing for Chicago. You got no plan, defensive coach, defensive culture. You've never had a great quarterback. I'm not playing for you. Trade me. And by the way, Chicago may say, okay, we'll take Drake May and get like a billion picks. That's not bad either. But I'm saying we've seen three stages of player empowerment in college football. And many of you, because the fan base for college football is older than the NBA, older for soccer, older than soccer, older than NBA, older than the NFL, and all you do is grumble about it, and you'll never watch college football again. I don't want to hear it. College football players, stars have leverage. Caleb and his dad know it. I got no problem. I defend Elway. I defend Eli. Chicago hasn't earned the right to a transformational quarterback. You've never had one great quarterback. How many years you've been hanging out and playing in the NFL? Not one, ever. So it's coming. Get ready to threaten to never watch college football again. Please. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom slash with amex terms apply winter's coming here in la that means more rain for others a wintry combination of sleet slush snow and ice whatever winter means to you tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive all season tires all weather tires dedicated winter tires go to tirerack.com. use the tire decision guide to get personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how what and where you drive choose from the full line of michelin tires ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Third hierarchy. Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams according to college. Number 10. I know you're going to laugh, but I trust the coach and the quarterback. The L.A. Rams. Stafford has 300-plus passing yards in three of the four first games tied for the most in the league. He's always been a great come-from-behind quarterback, and we have to acknowledge that Puka Nakua is the rookie of the year if C.J. Stroud doesn't win it. This kid's unguardable. It's incredible. And I said in the offseason... They're old in spots, but offensively, they got dudes. They've remade the offensive line, moved guys around. The Rams have the coach and the quarterback. Aaron Donald remains dominant. He's the second highest graded defensive lineman on PFF. Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup comes back. They've done all this without Cooper Cup. I have him at 10. Number nine. Detroit Lions. Listen, last 14 games, they've won 11. We got to acknowledge they're pretty good. Their defense, which we have criticized it's now number four they have a real pass rush 12 sacks last two games i've always thought jared goff against the spread is money he's underrated they have draft and developed well they have been patient i look i like what i see detroit at number nine number eight the seahawks they don't give the ball up one giveaway all season they lead the nfl in sack differential 16 sacks so they're getting after the quarterback they don't give the ball up They've empowered their run game. They drafted what appears to be a star corner. Charbonnet, Charles Cross, Kenneth Walker, Witherspoon, Woolen. They've hit back-to-back draft home runs. They've got a Hall of Fame-level coach. They're playing well. Take week one out for the Rams. Beat Detroit in Detroit. I don't know. They're winning road games. Traveling across the country. I have Seattle at eight. Number seven. Lamar Jackson's good. Can we stop? Second in completion percentage in the league, and you view him as a running quarterback. They lead the NFL in red zone touchdowns. A lot of teams struggle in the red zone, even good teams. Not Baltimore because of Lamar. This kid overcomes more than anybody. Sometimes his own injuries, sometimes receiver injuries, O-line injuries. Now, they've, you know, they, they faced a backup quarterback. That helps. But I love their culture. I love Lamar Baltimore at seven. Number six. The Cowboys. All their wins are by 20-plus points. They lead the NFL in turnover differential. They speed the game up. Now, that may not matter for the Niners, but that's what they do. Opposing quarterbacks, passer rating against the Cowboys this year, 55. That's it. Lead the NFL in third down percentage. 
Opposing quarterbacks have struggled with or without Trayvon Diggs. Their defensive front has playmakers. Cowboys at six. Number five. Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts has won 21 of his last 22 games. I don't even think they're playing that well. They have the best O-line, D-line combination in the league. 4-0 for the second straight year. They were 8-0 to start last year. And listen, one of the things about Jalen Hurts that I like, there's no dink and dunk here. They have seven completions and four touchdown passes of 25-plus yards. If you start crowding the box with them, they will burn you over the top. So they're not playing well, and they're 4-0. How many teams in football could say that? Number four. Miami. Number one scoring offense. Better for a track meet than an alley fight. Their weakness is this isn't a very good defense, and it's not a very good offensive line. What it is is a very, very accurate quarterback, the fastest team in the league at wide receiver, a brilliant head coach, maybe ahead of the league in their motion offense, but in the end, this is a team built for high-scoring affairs. New England and Buffalo's defense gave them problems. Miami at four. Number three. So Kansas City could use their receivers, but has a significantly better defense than Miami and a much better offensive line. Patrick Mahomes, least sack quarterback in the NFL this season, only been hit twice. Now, some of that's he runs around. But I love their defense. They've held opponents to 21 or fewer points in all four games. Their issue, and I think it's a real issue, they may have to address at the trade deadline. Outside of Kelsey, they just don't get enough separation. They, even with Mahomes, look at what they're scoring. They need a big play receive. I'm not talking Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. It is an issue, and I'm not sure it's solvable with their wide receiving personnel. Number two. I know everybody falls in love with Buffalo when they start rolling down teams, but they have done something that I like. They are far less dependent on the big play. They're running the ball better. Josh Allen's running less. Josh Allen's completion percentage is 75%. So what they always had is the ability to be Superman and fly above the clouds. But they didn't do the little things right. They were bad at details where Cincinnati and Kansas City were great at those. Now they can run the ball without Josh. Now their completion percentage is 75%. They have buttoned up a lot of the issues we've had with them. Now maybe, you know, October, November comes around, but they're not just home run Buffalo. They've gotten better at small ball and little things, and it's noticeable. Number one. I mean, what do you want me to say with San Francisco? I mean, everybody loves the Cowboys, and they're a, and they're a favorite, all right? Over a field goal. Highest gridded defense. Hall of Famers everywhere. 14 straight regular season wins. Purdy doesn't make any mistakes. Christian McCaffrey should be in the running for MVP. I, I think San Francisco, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Miami kind of feel different. Now, throw in Philadelphia. Feel a little different than everybody else in the league. I do think it's impressive that Philadelphia hasn't played well and is 4-0, but that is my herd hierarchy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I can tell you right now what Nick Wright joining us live is going to say. I can tell you right now. I, I, I'll, let me guess. You're going to say, oh, Colin, Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo. And, and it's fair. But I will say that you have to give credit where credit's due. And they used to be just howitzers everywhere, no details. Yeah. They do look like yeah. they figured out the small stuff, which, by the way, is what Andy Reid masters in. Not only the big plays, mm-hmm. they're so tight. Buffalo's pretty good. Can you yeah. acknowledge that? Okay. 
So I haven't even spoken yet. You just said uh, that's not actually what I was going to say. What I was going to say was, did you call me a beatnik before I came on? Was that the term you used? But instead, I will focus on the back-to-back September champions and the back-to-back September MVP, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. This is their sweet spot, man. Pre-Halloween, wowing everyone, and I get it. Everyone correctly is saying, Nick, we've got to downgrade the Chiefs for playing a team as bad as the Jets, barely winning, and Mahomes having two turnovers, which is why we're elevating a team that lost to the Jets, whose quarterback <laughs> had four turnovers. I mean, I, the, everyone is so prisoner of the moment. The Chiefs looked kind of bad against the Jets. The Bills lost to the Jets, and we're elevating them. But that's fine. Listen, I got no problem with it. I'm happy for Buffalo. The folks in upstate New York are good people. I went to college up there. Yeah. They don't win championships, so a <laughs> September championship is about as good as you can hope for. Now, where I will give your herd high hierarchy credit is this and I might have this team even a touch higher the Seattle Seahawks deserve a lot of respect and that to me is a sneaky scary team everybody is just just handing the Niners the NFC West maybe or maybe the Niners lose to the Cowboys this week. And the Seahawks, if you look at, they have a bye this week. What yep. their schedule is before, they have just a brutal four-game stretch late in the year where they go Niners, Dallas, Niners, Eagles. Seattle, much like Kansas City, Colin, played a ton of rookies last year. Yes. Now all those guys are improved players. You played two rookie tackles. They, their offensive line's been banged up. They're winning anyway. Geno has played excellent again in the, inside of this offense. And they're getting Jamal Adams back. We're supposed to have him back last night. He got like two plays. And the number five pick they got from the Russell Wilson trade, Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. They look like they have two awesome corners in yeah. Reek Woolen and Witherspoon. I like Seattle a lot. So I like the hierarchy and I got no problem. Give Buffalo their September flowers. They've earned it. So everybody was given the Jets a moral victory, but I said, this is what great teams do. And they get out to a lead, scuff around for a couple of quarters. But in the end, Zach Wilson fumbled on the biggest drive, and then Mahomes got it and went 7-24, slid, toyed, manipulated. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what good teams and good franchises do to bad teams and bad franchises. I thought that seven-minute, 24-second drive by Mahomes is just such – it felt almost Brady but with more scrambling. You outplay him. You got him in a corner. You're good. And they figure out a way the the great Jets defense caves with seven and a half – minute drive that was yeah. my take so let's what, let, yeah. let's talk okay so i have a few takes there first of all let's talk i saw the show yesterday i know jay mack and sauce gardner very upset about the officiating so let's talk about the officiating which clearly favored the chiefs aside from you know the safety that wasn't a safety <laughs> that the ref came on the broadcast and said yeah that's a bad call and the horse collar that was actually just a regular tackle that the ref came on the broadcast and said yeah that was the wrong call hurting the Chiefs and even Sauce Sauce had a very interesting comment where he said I didn't hold him late Colin if I say to you I didn't rob your house Tuesday does that mean I didn't rob your house or I'm like I didn't do it that day Sauce seemed to be admitting to the obvious hold on MVS early in the route 
But even if they had thrown a flag on, and then the, the missed hold, the third and 22, oh my God, they missed a hold in the home scramble. There had already been a penalty on the Jets on that play. So it would have been offsetting. So what do I think Patrick would have done? Well, on third and 12, he ran for a first down and they called it back. Then on third and 22, he ran for a first down. So if they had called it back, I bet he would have found a way because that's what he does. And this is what I want to bring to you. Is Patrick Mahomes the most reliable scrambler we've ever seen? And by that I mean this. He's not the most dynamic and he doesn't do it the, the most and he's not as pow overpowering as Josh Allen or as graceful as Lamar. Understand all of that. But Colin, has there ever been a quarterback in your life that when he takes off, you're more confident? He's going to get exactly how far he needs to. Yeah. If he needs nine yards, he's getting ten. He seems to only run when he knows he can get it. Yeah. And here's a crazy stat that you're not going to be able to find anywhere. Because if you look at Mahomes' career rushing average, it's 5.2 per carry. But that's because he's done so many kneel downs. Yeah. If you take out kneel downs, he's 7.2 yards per attempt which is more than Allen, more than Lamar, more than Fields. So he's the most talented passer ever and might be the most efficient running quarterback ever. That's why he can have a D-minus game against a great defense and still have to hit the mercy button to not score 30. Well, I think Steve Young had that ability, and Young and Mahomes are two of the smartest That's quarterbacks. That's a great one. Yeah, they're, they're two of the smartest people that have ever played quarterback. I always I tell people this about Mahomes uh, You know, when, when you discuss it. I said, people, because he's so gifted – uh, and Steve Young was so talented, at some point you're like, we always said with Manning, Peyton Manning, he's a genius. Well, so was Steve Young and Mahomes, but they were so dynamic, you don't give them credit for that. Patrick's ability in running isn't just his ability to run. To your point, he's not as dynamic. He is so smart. He's so intuitive. He knows when to run. And like the yep. Super Bowl, with a bad, with a bad, he's really one of the smartest quarterbacks in league history. Now, I said this earlier today. The silver lining to the Giants is there's about Ooh. five teams in the league we know are bad and they're one of them. You can get yep. out of the Daniel Jones contract in 2025. They're going to have a shot yep. to pick the second, third, fourth best quarterback in the best college quarterback prospect draft ever. I draft another quarterback. And Daniel Jones is big, of young, course. athletic, and the contract 2025, you're out. You can move him for a fourth-round pick. The Niners got a fourth rounder for Trey yeah, Lance. So my takeaway is the silver lining for the Giants is Dayball can't fix him, draft another quarterback, but we have to come to terms here. This doesn't work. That's not hyperbolic, right? Of course. That's exact. No, of course it's not. I mean, it's exactly right. The, and if, if they have a top five pick and they don't draft a quarterback, that to me is just unforgivable. Like, it, it, everything you said there is exactly right. Now, yesterday, I am not putting the entirety of last night on Daniel Jones. Right. That Seattle defensive front annihilated their offensive line. But he is who he is. And aside from the second half of one game this year, he and, and the whole team, but particularly the offense, has been absolutely abysmal. Colin, they have the worst point differential in the NFL, despite the fact that Denver lost by 50 and we're <laughs> only four weeks in. Yeah. And so, yes, of, of course you're right. The, my only gripe with the Giants, and I guess you can't do anything about it now, is 
everyone, I thought, acknowledged the reason the franchise tag exists was for the exact scenario you had with Daniel Jones, a quarterback that you were unsure of who in his, in his contract year had a good season, but you don't want to commit to long term. They had it sitting right there. And instead, because they didn't want to overpay a running back, they gave Daniel this contract that, you're right, they can get out of in two years, but a franchise tag is just done after one year with no dead money. So that was a huge, to me, whiff by Joe Shane, the the general manager. But, of course, you can't double down on the mistake by just riding with Daniel Jones in perpetuity when he obviously is not the guy. Obviously. One of my favorite... um things about you when I first heard you is uh, your willingness to say things that you know you'll get pushback on, but you're always willing to move the football and take chances. And you said something on my podcast at the volume, which got a lot of play, even on local radio here in Los Angeles, I was listening, is that we all know that as good as a TJ Watt is, he's not worth a point, right? Like as good as Stephon Diggs is, he's probably worth to the Vegas spread. Yeah. One point. Yep. Caleb Williams tomorrow is worth four on a bad team, six on a good team, eight on a great offensive line team. And that you said something yes. about Caleb Williams, and I want you to repeat it here about well, I just, his value. I think he's one of the six yeah. most valuable quarterbacks alive. I think that right now, this moment, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, that's for me... The entire list, I know you include Justin Herbert, yeah. and some people might include Jalen Hurts, yeah. but that is the furthest end of it. Every other quarterback alive, he's more valuable than. Meaning, if you get the number one pick of the draft and someone calls you and says, I'll trade you Dak Prescott for it. I hang up on him. Calls you and says, I'll trade you Bryce Young for it. I hang up on him. If they call you and say, I'll trade you Lamar Jackson for him. I like you, Lamar. I hang up on them. There are certain guys, and I know people say, oh, you never know. It's a crapshoot. Sometimes, and sometimes you have a player who the first moment He walked into college football. He was in playing at Oklahoma in the biggest rivalry in the country, Texas OU, as a freshman, down 21 points and brought them back and has never looked back since. He is now playing this season after winning the Heisman Trophy. He is far better this year than last year. He's made one mistake the entire year, and the only reason his numbers aren't better is because up until this past week, he'd been being taken out in the fourth quarter of all these games. He is, in my opinion, Colin, and here's the other thing. I think he might be the new prototype, and by that I mean there were once upon a time it was 6-4 and above, statuesque, in the pocket, those quarterbacks. That is not what we're looking for anymore. He is big enough. He is strong enough, and he is creative on a level we really have only seen Mahomes be. Yeah, I mean, I, this is why the Bears should not be devastated. Chicago, use your pick on Caleb. Use the Panthers' pick on Marvin Harrison. Then go pluck Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator, away from a divisional rival. Make him your head coach, and go roll. I, 
I, I am not trying to overhype it. Yeah. I, I, I did, you know, I liked Baker coming out. There are other guys I've liked coming out. The only other person I've been this confident on is Trevor. And I just think he is generational upon generational, and I think it's legit with him. All right, I only have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted your take. For years, yeah. you have uh, accurately, to some degree, said, you know, Boston wins the offseason, they stockpile picks, they don't win. <laughs> yeah. But I did think Porzingis made them more dynamic, though I don't trust him to play over 55 games. But Drew Holiday is a much better offensive player than Marcus Smart. They'll be less reliant no on Tatum to save every fourth quarter. I kind of think they jump Milwaukee here. I think Boston gets to the finals. Am I nuts? No. Well, I don't think you're nuts. It's obviously like a – I think they are – pardon me. I think relying on Chris Stapps is a risky bet. Right, right. But even remove him. Drew, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum as four of your five starters, even though their head coach Joe Missoula doesn't value defense the way Udoka did, they will be a top three defense in basketball by default. You have three outstanding defenders in Drew, Derek White, and Jalen Brown, and one good defender in Jason Tatum in your starting lineup. So I really do like what they did. And I think they needed Marcus Smart was the first guy of the young guys there. He was there before Tatum, before Brown, and he kind of took too much ownership of the offense late in games, so that could be a little addition by subtraction. So I do really like what Boston did. I just think the Giannis-Dame pick-and-roll might end up being the most dynamic, unguardable play in the sport this year. So it's not so much that I am not believing in Boston as much as I think Giannis's destiny is to be one of the 15 greatest players ever to live. In order to do that, he needs to start making a bunch more finals, and he now has, other than Steph, the perfect complement to his talent because of the floor spacing. So I really like what Milwaukee did. But Boston deserves credit, and Miami lost the Dame trade twice. Tough spot, man. You lose out on Dame, and Milwaukee gets better, and then you lose out on Drew, and Boston gets better. Tough spot for the Miami Heat. As your mentor and America's honesty broker, I want to wish you a happy birthday, but also acknowledge for your birthday, instead of getting a present, a physical present, my present to you is you deal with stress playing poker or smoking cigars. And one of those has to go, and I think you know which one it is. So what are you going to give your – What are you going to give – I worry about you. Wow. Is this an on-air intervention? (laughs) All right, well, I'm obviously not going to quit gambling. So I guess Colin Coward's telling me I got to quit smoking. All right, that's fine. No problem, Coward. I'll do that for you for my birthday. You know what I thought you were going to give me for my birthday? What? As my richest friend, a bunch of money. Instead, you're making me quit smoking. Thanks for nothing. Talk to you later. <laughs> Nick Wright, happy birthday to my friend. First Thanks, things pal. first is the fastest growing show on cable and sports. He's crushing it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io. I've been telling you about Tacova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of 100 bucks at Tacova's.com. Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H E R D. That's H-E-R-D at Tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. 